When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Harry Winks right at the last. Harry Welcome to Last Word on Spurs. I'm Richard Cracknell joining you this evening or this morning if you're listening tomorrow, which is currently today, but tomorrow for you. It's confusing all this recording lark, isn't it, eh? Well, I'm to live. Anyway, you join us. It's a post-Europa League uh, victory for Spurs, 4-0 uh, in what was almost a training match, but but it had everything, it had a little bit of everything in it, including the moment of 2020. And God, I don't say that lightly with what's gone on this year. Harry Winks, I'm sure we'll come to that. Yes, Harry Winks, 56 yards, measure it. They had their tape measure out, 56 yards. But that's, that's for a little bit later. Anyway, I've got to do some introductions. Joining us this evening, uh, Mr. Jamie Brown, Evening, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Richard. Um, yeah, looking forward to this one. Obviously, I think it was a very fun game tonight. Um, obviously, seeing a number of young players getting a go. Um, of course, we saw Delhi back in the side. So, uh, yeah, lots of interesting bits to talk about. And, of course, that Harry Winks goal. Uh, I'm sure Anthony will love to talk us through it. So, that was... <laughs> Which leads me on nicely to our next guest. What a segue. It is the one, the only, Mr. Anthony Costa. Crackers, how are you, mate? I'm well, brother. You? This, this is a, it's, yeah, this is a bit of a reunion, except we're not sitting next to each other. I know. I in a know. studio. <laughs> I know. It's like, like the old days. Who remembers like that podcast days. we used to do? <laughs> I know. Pissed you up might get a little South Woodford. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a little reminder of that podcast we done later with a certain quiz rearing its ugly head once again. Bring <laughs> it on, mate. Bring it on, son. And lastly, but of course not leastly, it is the one, the only, Mr. Lee McQueen. Lee? I'm, I'm driving that train, baby. The instructor's coming. It's rolling. It's rocking. The steam is flying. Oh, and it's another four goals for Tottenham Hotspur, baby. Talk to me. 
<laughs> more of a Euro star this evening, seeing as he was in Europe. Yes, beautifully done, crackers. Love it. Love a bit of Euro star. Love a bit of old school, and uh, I'm oh, sure we'll get into it. I know so much about trains. I could have been a train driver, couldn't I? <laughs> you could have, mate. You could have. <laughs> Just the 24 years up and down. <laughs> I love to be taking over the mantle from you, buddy, in, ter- in terms of driving the train. But there's, there's always shifts to happen, mate. You know how it works. Yeah, of course. Of course, you know that. So we move on to this evening's game. And, uh, well, listen, sometimes the Europa League games don't really catch the imagination. We've all had the uh, we, we've all had the, the Champions League and you, you go into the Europa League and you're a bit, oh, come on. But tonight, I really enjoyed it. I actually really, really enjoyed that game up against uh, Luda Goretz, who had been through the mill a little bit this week. There were a few players out with COVID and, of course, we wish them well any of their uh, players that are still suffering from that. But they managed to put a team together, travelled to London and, uh, yeah, come and gave it a go. But really no match for us at all. Uh, Jamie, I'll start with you and leading on from uh, John when we, at the last show, who called 11 changes for tonight. And do you know what? If it was a lottery, he'd have had five numbers and a bonus ball, wouldn't he? <laughs> he nearly got it spot on, didn't he? Yeah. I think it was, ten, was it 10 changes we had tonight? Yeah, 10 changes. I think Ondombele was obviously the only change. And I think, firstly, on Ondombele, it was a really, really pleasing and a really strong sign of kind of how, how he's progressed in this team, that he's the one guy that Jose Mourinho keeps in the team. I think it shows that he clearly trusts him. But... Um, yeah, I think it was obviously great that we could go and go and change the whole team. Shows the depth in, in, in the squad we have now. And of course, I think it was why we enjoyed tonight was because of the fight they all showed. I think they all know that they've got a fight for their place in this team. Um, they've all got, uh, you know, there's so much competition. So it was really nice to see everyone really fighting for, the, for their place in the team and getting the job done. We know in the Europa League that these games, um, as poor as Ludogrets were, these, sometimes these games can be banana skins. And um, tonight we certainly made it a real formality. Um, so it's really pleasing performance. Excellent stuff. Now, Lee, I'll come to you because you put a great tweet out earlier of how it started and how it's going with the Undembele's and you was purring about him and it was another masterful performance this evening from the man in the middle. He it, it, it was he was absolutely brilliant tonight. Um, and I think that you can see that he, he's put, he has got 90 minutes in his legs, but Jose still coaching him, uh, you know, coaxing him into them 60, 65 minutes. And he was purring. You're absolutely right. I mean, I was purring about him. He was purring on the pitch. Um, I thought he was uh, very, very good tonight. The Some of the balls that he puts through, there was a, there were a reverse through ball, easy for me to say, um, that he put through at one point that I was thinking, bloody hell, I don't even think the other players knew that that was coming. You know, you've got to be really intelligent footballer to really work out what he's going to do. And I actually put on a WhatsApp group, didn't I? I think sometimes he does it on purpose. He turns into trouble on purpose so he can get out of it. And it just reminded all of us, I think, tonight, all the listeners, you must agree, it reminded us a bit of an, uh, of Moussa Dembele tonight. So I did put a tweet out today and I put Moussa Dembele, how it started and um, and how it's going was, uh, was uh, Undembele. And I think that he's really now starting to shine. And I think that, there's a couple of other players that well, I'm sure we'll get into uh, that shine tonight as well. Um, and they can they can look at Tungai and, and actually see that you know, Jose's methods 
do work and you know it might be a bit uncomfortable sometimes being called out in public or whatever it might be but the reality is is look at what we've got we all knew he had the skill all of us knew that didn't we we all, we all knew he had the talent did he have the mentality or did he have the physicality and now he's showing he's strong he's powerful he does not mind getting into attack and i'm not just talking about ludicrous right who were by, but basically ludicrous i don't know who we played tonight was it ludicrous or ludicrous something like that but 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 the reality was it's not just about tonight for him. He's up for the bite. He's up for the challenge. Um, yeah, and he played some really really good uh, good balls. I, I just actually want to say as well. I, I'll be honest with you. I've started off quite. I'm a bit bored actually, Crackers. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm a bit bored. I'm a bit bored with this boring Jose football. I'm a bit bored with this low block stuff. Parking the freaking bus. I'm bored. Honestly, I'm bored with getting clean sheets. I'm at, I'm so bored with it. I want to I want to concede goals. Um, you know, and I'm bored with scoring 2.6 goals per game as well. It's really frustrating. I hate being top of the league. Absolutely hate it. I don't I don't know what anyone else thinks. Absolutely disgusting. So, you know, I, I just you know, honestly, I wish we went back to the 90s. <laughs> what do you think, Ant? <laughs> well, I Don't get me started, son. <laughs> <laughs> I should come to you, and because uh, I mean, me and you had some real ding dongs on the phone, didn't we? When Jose came in, and, and, and yeah. my man went, and uh, you went, no, 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 you got, you got to trust this, and you was right, you, you was right, and leading on from what Lee said there. It's not boring, is it? He's the, the football he's, he's playing. He's, he's, as Lee was saying, he's turned Undembele around. He's, he's got his, his head right. So just a little bit from you on Undembele and, 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 can he do the same with Delhi, who looked like he was at it tonight and a real mature performance? Listen, Rich, you know, you, you know me so well um, about, you know, and the boys do as well about the passion I have for this club our club. Um, you give Mourinho good players and they will turn them into well-beaters. And, okay, tonight wasn't a well-beaten performance. Yes, it was a good performance. We got the four goals. Again, we didn't concede. Everyone's doing their job. But, you know, he's turned Kane into the best nine and ten in the world. And he said that in a documentary. Stick with me and I will get you the best. Son, he's turned him into a well-beater. He's even more world-class than what he was last year. So give him the tools and he will do the best job he can. And, we, you know, as Lee said, we're top of the league. Let's enjoy it. We're top, you know, we scored four again tonight. We didn't concede tonight. But it, I just want to get part through to these people that listen and, and have their opinions and absolutely right because they're entitled to it. But you've got to be happy. At Man United, he weren't happy. He just went there because it was Man United. At Spurs, he's like the old Mourinho. He's got the twinkle in his eye again. He's on that touchline, shouting, effing, jeffing. He loves, he does love this club. You can absolutely tell he is the old Mourinho. And A, I'm so pleased he's our manager. B, what he's done to Ndombele is unbelievable. He's, he's, he's coached him. He's trusted him. And, he, you know, he's been bought into Mourinho's work ethic. And look at him tonight. He was fantastic. And coming to Delhi, I haven't, I've been his biggest critic the last season because, again, he hasn't pulled up any trees. But tonight, he's been given the chance. Mourinho said, go out, enjoy yourself, express yourself, get that arrogance and the grittiness back in you. And he did that. 
Does he deserve a starting place on Sunday? Probably not. But does he deserve a bench, be on a bench? Yes, he does. Because he looks like he wants it again. And I love it because Mourinho, they trust Mourinho. And I'm just loving what I'm seeing, boys. Good, yeah, good stuff. Well said, well said. Jamie, uh, coming back to you on the uh, issue of uh, Delhi, um, really mature, a different type of Delhi performance tonight. I mean, his, his assist for the goal when he when he could have had a go and a little knockback across the face of the goal, he just looked like he's grown up. He, uh, do you think he might have actually got it? Do you think he might have actually listened now and... And going on the same path as Dembele is. Well, for sure. I mean, look, I think one thing that I really enjoyed from him was, was his work ethic tonight. I thought he was really impressive in the terms of the way he was closing down players. Uh, he was chasing loose balls. Um, and that's what Jose Mourinho will want from him. Uh, we know that Jose Mourinho is very high standards and what he demands from his players is that they work hard for him. We saw that with Ndombele. Um, I think, you know, it's a perfect example. It shows that Jose Jose's methods do work. Um, and yeah, it was obviously a much pleasing performance tonight. Um, he was doing kind of the old stuff that we used to see from him. He was kind of playing on the edge where um, he was showing more of a nasty side. And uh, maybe there was times when he was doing things without thinking. Um, and I think that's maybe been an issue for him. He's done a lot of things in the past kind of or recently where he's overthought things. Um, and when he was at his best, he was doing those flicks. Um, he was scoring fantastic goals and he just wasn't thinking about it. But Tonight, he does look like he's kind of re-motivated. Um, I think that was another issue where he got very comfortable um, in kind of his position in the team. He knew he kind of under Pochettino, he could kind of cruise along and maybe that's why he lost his way a bit. Um, but obviously, Jose Mourinho is coming now. He certainly can't be comfortable um, under Jose Mourinho and that's kind of really given him that, um, that boost to go and kick on. And um, tonight was a really kind of an encouraging sign that he's going in the right direction. I can't get words out tonight. Um, no, but yeah, so... Um, I was pleased with Delhi, and I, I do agree. Maybe he does deserve a, a, a place on the bench tonight. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> Go got, on, got there. No problem. It's late. <laughs> I'm the one no, on the just... gin, mate. I've, I've got the pink gin in my glass, not you, Jamie. <laughs> Lee, uh, coming back to you, we had a question in from uh, at Matthew Heavens. Thank you, Matthew, for that. Uh, back to Undembele, and uh, Matthew says... And Dembele playing a deeper role tonight and seeing more of the ball. Will we see him playing this role more often? And he was, he was a little bit deeper and, and getting a little bit more of the ball. Is that a new role for him, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's a good, it's a good uh, spot, Matthew, actually. I think that it was, it was a, little, a little bit like a quarterback, you know, like in the NFL, like he's he's picking the ball, he's giving, give me the ball, give me the ball, I'll spray it, I'll go. And, and it, it was uh, it was almost like the, when Hoiberg starts, he kind of plays that kind of deeper role, doesn't he? And lets Ndombele go, go a little bit further up the pitch. But it was an interesting one tonight because I did think that um, that, that he played that deeper role, as Matthew said, um, but he still got up the pitch. I mean, let's be honest, uh, Ludacris didn't get, get out of their own half, really, did they? Uh, certainly in the first half, they didn't, they didn't come across the, the halfway line. Um, so uh, even though he was playing deeper, he was still playing quite far up the pitch, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, yeah, I think it was... Um, I think it was a very, very good performance from from Ndombele. Um, and again, just my two pennies worth on Delhi, if I may. Um, I'm delighted for for, for him. And it, it, look, we're not getting carried away. It's a start. And what Jamie just said and what Ann just said, it's, it's all about confidence, crackers, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's all about getting some confidence back. You know, this is a guy that thrives on confidence. I did see the nastiness back in him tonight. I did see the um, the little bit of edge. 
that, that we needed. We talked about this on the pod a couple of weeks ago. When Wayne Rooney first came into the game, he, he was criticised almost, uh, vilified almost in, in the media for having a bit of an edge and go, getting sent off or getting yellow cards. And, you know, he's going to learn that. He's going to have to learn that. But that's what made him such a great player. Eric Cantona, again, you know, whatever, whatever we think of him, he didn't play for our great club, of course, but he had a bite about him, literally had a kung fu kick about him, clearly. But he had, he had a bike about him, didn't he? A bit of a bite about him and stuff. And these great players, these, these players have got something on, they're on the edge and Delhi's lost his edge. And now, you know, if, he, if he's gone away, started to get that back, I think that's where, where we're going to see the best of Delhi. Um, so, look, I'm delighted for him. Look, I don't think he's going to start at all on, 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 uh, on the weekend uh, v Chelsea. But what I would say is he's got a fantastic record against Chelsea. Uh, yes, you know, guiding, yes. you know, he's got a brilliant record. So, you know, to have him on the bench and have a, have a weapon on the bench like Delhi would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, good, good for him. Uh, Ndombele, a great observation, Matthew. I think, yeah, he, um, he was playing deep and he, and he played it brilliantly. Great stuff. Now, nah, and we uh, we've dis- there's something else that we've discussed off grid quite often is, uh, and we had it a little bit on our WhatsApp group this evening as well about some of the people we've had up front for us down the years. Uh, I'll I'll park that there and leave that on the WhatsApp group. Let the listeners guess who we were saying. Yeah, yes, you join the dots, <laughs> listeners, with some of the names that was mentioned in dispatches on the WhatsApp group. <laughs> um, Vinicius, 15 minutes in, opens yep. the scoring, and... Um, he looks handy, doesn't he? He does look handy. And yeah. you've got to hand it to him while we're talking to hands. He's, he comes in, grabs his chance, opens the scoring. Um, you know, he's up against it because he's sitting behind the best striker in world football. A little bit on Vinicius this evening and what you thought of him. I like him. Great backup for Kane. I, I don't like saying the word backup, actually. I'll I, I, I correct myself. He's a great second striker. And I think that's what we've always been lacking. You know, we've always had, me and you, Rich, we've had many discussions and the boys as well. Every club has got two or three main strikers, right? You can rotate them. You can afford to rotate them. Vinicius tonight, I thought he was fantastic. You know, gutting it, he never got his hat trick. And you can tell that he was gutted. But he set up one, he scored two, he was in amongst it. He's He's a nuisance. He's a nuisance. And that's what we've been lacking. Kane's got the flair. Kane could do anything. But Vinicius is that is that target man, you know, that we've been missing. And it gives us another option up front. And why not? I loved it. I loved him tonight. I thought he was brilliant. Um, he's, he's the best second striker we've had in a very, very long time. So, yeah, long may it continue because he's going to get games. You know, we've got, we get through the qualifiers. He's got them. He's got FA Cups, hopefully. Hopefully he'll have a little spell in the league cup semi you know quarters or semis so you know he is going to get games and a couple of premiership games as well so yeah brilliant really really happy for him good stuff Jamie a little hypothetical one for you do you think there's any room in this team to play Vinicius and Kane together in a game can you see a system that works where we could actually see both of them I would love to see it love to see it yeah, look, I think um, Vinicius definitely offers you something different to Kane in terms of the big physical presence up top. I think um, another thing that really did impress me with his confidence, I think 
you look at the other strikers that we've had in the past, they've just lacked confidence. But Vinicius come into the team straight away and he looks really confident. He always wants the ball. Um, he's always putting himself about. You see how physical he is. Of course, he's six foot three. Um, so he's a real handful. But, um, you know, he came off a, he came off the bench against West Brom and I actually thought he played a fairly big part, even though he didn't touch the ball, because because of his movement, he kind of drew players away from uh, Harry Kane and that allowed Harry Kane to score. So, you know, that's obviously later on in the game when you bring on a guy like that, who's going to want to move the ball, um, who's going to create spaces. I think that he'll be a big part for Spurs. So um, I don't think it'll be a starting thing, um, him and Kane, but I think that he's definitely a great option to have off the bench to maybe come in alongside Kane um, and work off him. But yeah, it's obviously a really pleasing start. As I said, it just looks really confident, which is a big thing for me as a striker. Um, so yeah, I thought it was uh, another pleasing performance and yeah, great goal contributions tonight. So really pleasing from him. Great stuff. Lee, I see you nodding when I asked that I question about Vinicius and Kane Stein together. Could you ever see the super group forming the pair of them? A bit like blue and take that coming together, isn't it, really? Like the pair of the them boys in concert the boys together. Back. Love it. No, I actually can, to, to be honest. I mean, I agree, with the, I agree with the lads, but I actually think, I think with Kane dropping into, into his world-class position of uh, number uh, 10, uh, playing more of a, a deeper role this, this year, I can actually see Vinny causing all sorts of problems. All sorts of problems. Espe I'm going to say it now, especially for that back four of Chelsea. You know, I, I think that we generally Tottenham, even under Potticino, when we play against a back three, we struggle. And, and I'm, I've just said back four. I reckon he'll play a back three on Sunday, Chelsea. I know we're getting to it later. But, you know, when you've got Vinicius, just, you know, like Jamie just said, when he come on against West Brom, he's, he's, he's occupying. He's a freaking nuisance. He's exactly the type of Jose player, and he absolutely loved that. He's got a fantastic touch. Um, he, he's got a good awareness. He knows where the goal is now. He's very unlucky not to score against West Brom uh, with a fantastic swivel shot, and it, and it was and it was saved low. And now, now he's got two goals. He's got two assists on his debut. He's got another assist tonight. So that again, come back to that C word, the confidence word. So he's got some confidence in him. Now he feels like he can believe in being here. If, if anybody hasn't done this yet, you should go onto YouTube and, and Google. Uh, go, go onto YouTube sorry, and search um, uh, the interview with Lucas Moura and uh, Carlos Vinicius. It is absolutely powerful stuff, right? And you'll probably be crying at the end of it. But you'll want the fella to succeed so much more than what you do now. And I think it's really powerful stuff. And, you know, it brings you together, brings a team together. And I think there's a really big team spirit. He's confident. And I can see him playing with a, with a Kane. I, I don't think it's an either or. With Kane dropping deep, if you'd have said that to me last season, I'd probably said no. But this season, you can see Kane. He's dropping deep. He's bloody defending at some points. He's a defensive midfielder, as a centre back. I think some people are calling for 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 Toby's replacement at the weekend. So I, I think that I think that Vinny can do it. Um, and uh, yeah, long may that continue. It's like what what Jamie said or answered earlier. The competition now for places is utterly ridiculous, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It means that everyone has to be on their game every single game, which is exactly what we need, Crackers. Exactly. That point of uh, Kane playing at centre-back, I must say thank you to uh, Agualto. Uh, Agualto. Um, he said, uh, Harry Kane is the best defender at the club. Should he replace Toby on Sunday? But you know what? I think if he got asked to, he would, wouldn't he? We've had him in goal, so it's, uh, yeah, but you're right. He's, you in, right. he's in goal, isn't he? He's happy. He's, like you say, he's been in between the sticks before. <laughs> yeah, he had a shocker. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? 
bless him. But hey, listen, he threw the gloves on and he and he had a go at it. So uh, some of us are old enough to remember when uh, Hoddle, Mr. Glenn Hoddle, went in goal one night as well. That was that was quite crazy old times. So um, and I'll come to you and something I noticed in the game just on 30 minutes as Bow went powering down the wing um, and he went and he sort of checked and then he went again, that little burst of pace. And it was like that Bow 1.0 when he was, when he was first with us, that little glimpse of that old Bow and is that, yeah. is that coming back? And um, yeah, some thoughts on Bow this evening. Yeah. Just, just glimpses coming, isn't there? Yeah. Glimpses are there. Glimpses are there and you can see that he, he loves being back. He's laughing, he's smiling. And again, it's the C word, it's the confidence. You know, you've got to give him time. He hasn't played a lot of football. Um, he ain't going to be the, 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 the 21-year-old Gareth Bale that rinsed Mike on all them years ago and scored out worldly against West Ham and Sunderland and, every, and West Broms. You've got to give him time. Let him bed in. Let him get his surroundings back. And... Listen, if he if he if he super sub and comes on on Sunday and changes the game, we're going to be sitting here on Sunday being elated. So obviously, I'm I'm a massive fan of, of Gareth Bale, and I hope he I hope he finds his form, you know, and 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 kicks on. And as I said, he's going to be a, a you know a different player. The only thing about it is sometimes I wish he, it's that old song in it. He plays on the left. I sometimes wish he'd switch a little bit. That's all. Just switch. To his yeah. natural left yeah. side, because I'd like to see him make that run. Because he plays with Ben Davis at Wales, so they obviously know each other inside out. So it'll be nice for Mora to go right, Bale to go left. You know, like tonight, and just 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 see what happens. Because you know, you can see he's got his. You know, you can whip a ball in. So why not do it on his natural left side? Yeah, good point. Very good point. It'd be great to see, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. the old days. Roll back the years and see him That's do what I'm that saying. again. Would be brilliant. Jamie, I'll come to you. Uh, Vinicius, not happy with one goal, then goes and gets himself a, a second and uh, brilliant work from Undembele, who plays through to Delhi, who um, very unselfishly puts him in and uh, terrific move and well slotted. And uh, yeah, just a, a brilliant, brilliant goal. And again, Delhi, unselfish, mature. Was just absolutely fantastic. It was a really, really good move, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah firstly, Ndombele, obviously fantastic, and kind of that's what we've grown to to see from him. Those kind of those surging runs forwards, and those that ability to pick out a pass, um, and then of course Delhi. That was you know it's a really nice kind of assist. Um, yeah, as you said, he just seems to be a lot more mature, um, and hopefully this kind of can be the the start of him getting that confidence back. I said he always kind of needed a big moment to kind of get that confidence level up. And um, hopefully tonight, he's obviously putting a great shift for the team. He's got that assist. Um, so hopefully it can kind of be the start of him kicking on now. Because um, you, you imagine having a top Delhi back in that squad, that would just be an incredible option to have. Um, so, I, I, you know, it'd be amazing if we can see the top Delhi back. But yeah, it, obviously, as you said, mature would be the, the perfect word to describe his performance tonight. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, start to see uh, Delhi hitting his, his top form again. Great stuff. Uh, Lee, I'll come to you. Got a listener question from uh, Ollie Green, uh, at Ollie Green 33. Um, does Davinson, Davinson Sanchez, have a future at the club? Because he seems to have been eased out a little bit, maybe gone down the pecking order and uh, 
might he fall foul in January and be moved on, or uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that he'd be moved on in January. Um, I think he's probably one that that if he's going to move on, it'll probably be in the summer. Uh, I think that. I think we probably will go back in for Scrinoir. Um I mean, I'm not the man to talk about this, Jamie is, to be fair. But I think we probably will go back in for Scrinoir, uh in, in January. So leaving leaving Davison kind of as a squad player until until the summer and then maybe his future is sorted out then. What, what I would say about tonight is that he had... He, he, he had some reading practice to do tonight, didn't he? With Joe, with Joe Hart, he's probably read him a book tonight. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I mean, literally, he didn't touch. I don't think Joe or uh, Jaffet or or um, or Davison touched the ball in the first half. So it is a difficult one. Look, he's coming. He ain't made no mistakes. He's done all right. He, he's he had a bite about him, didn't he? He was he was quick. He was you know quick to snuff out any any type of danger that was there. I mean, there was literally no danger. They had zero shots uh, at goal and zero shots on target. So it's very difficult. But, you know, he's he's come in and done his job. I, I definitely do think he's gone down a pecking order. And I think that bringing on Joe Roden uh, last week against Man City when Toby got injured said it all. Um, and uh, and I think in Jose's uh, post-match interview, he talked about the amount of defenders that he had. Uh, and and he, I don't think he counted Davison in the amount of defenders that he had, which I thought may be a little bit telling. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit, you know, being a bit of a rascal there, trying to find something that's not there. But um, I, I think that maybe the writing's on the wall. Look, the thing is with Davison is this. He cost a lot of money. Like he's not he's not cheap, right? He was 42 million when we mm. bought him a few seasons ago. And when um uh when Toby got injured and he played against uh he played alongside sorry Yamba Tongan that season, he, he was outstanding, like it was really good. And to play that entire virtually that entire season with the rock that is Yamba Tongan, you'd think that he'd learnt a lot, and he probably did. But he hasn't really kicked on, has he, lads? Listeners, let's be honest. He hasn't really kicked on from there. And 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 I think that he's got some very good qualities. He's got some uh, he's got some pace about him or whatever. I think the thing is with me about Davison, it just feels like it, he's not decisive enough. He, he he hasn't got the grit or the bite. You know, we was earlier we was talking about Deli Ali. He's got the grit and the bite. You know, you know like, as a centre back, yeah, you know, Eric Dyer's got that. Right, he put his head in. Right, he's, he he, he smashed that. Davison won't do that. Like he, no. he's just he hasn't got that about him. So yeah, I think that's yeah, an element yeah. that he's missing, yeah. and especially with the manager that we've got now, he loves that. That's what he wants. Like the Hoiberg, stick it in there, get involved. Haverson's just a bit light, I think, and that's probably why he won't have a long-term future under Jose. As uh, Lee said there, Jamie, but you would be more the man to uh, speak to about Davinson and his uh, long-term future. I remember him coming and getting tweets from Ajax fans who said they were absolutely gutted to see him go. And I thought, well, given the players that Ajax have seen and their fans have seen over the years, to receive, you know, a good dozen tweets from people saying, what a player you've got there, he's, he hasn't really lived up to what I thought he would. So you, you think he's staying? Do you think he's he's doing enough or? I kind of don't really see him as a Jose type centre-back. I think if you look at Alderweireld and Eric Dyer, they're two very solid players. They're two players you don't really see making mistakes. And and Sanchez, you know, after all these all this time of being here, you still feel quite unsecure when he's playing. Uh, you still feel as though maybe he's got an error in him. Um, and yeah, I'm just not sure he's the guy that Jose Mourinho will really fancy. And I think it is telling um, as Lee said, that obviously Roden came off the bench on the weekend. 
Um, so it's a shame because I did think he was going to be a huge talent. Of course, he cost a lot of money, but he just hasn't really kicked on. And it's, you know, it's frustrating after three or four years of having him that he hasn't really shown any major signs of improvement. So um, I'm sure that Jose Mourinho will be looking at it and he'll look at his team and think that there is a need for a real top centre-half still. So um, I, I think, as they said, um, I think we will address that issue in uh, in January. And if we do, I think it, um, it'll be quite a telling sign for Sanchez as well, because you'd think that Tanganga as well is ahead of him. So, um, yeah, there'll be obviously a lot of competition for places at centre-back. And um, given his, his recent involvement or lack of recent involvement, um, I think that we will probably see less of Davinson Sanchez this season. And uh, sticking with shuffling the pack and um, the ins and outs, maybe in January. Again, uh, Jamie, at Lily White Fee asked, uh, do we expect Gazaniga to leave uh, in the next window, especially this evening with uh, Hart in yeah. goal and then uh, young Alfie Whiteman coming on? Uh, and 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 obviously not him, so he may be another one on his way. Yeah, I think he was. He was. Yeah, his future was obviously quite closely linked to Pochettino. I think because they they came from the same town, Murphy in Argentina, and I think that they, they kind of he knew his father, Pochettino did. So with him gone, I think that his you know it, it is a matter of time before Gazaniga will leave. And then of course you know you look at that the goalkeepers the situation. I think one thing that was so frustrating is that we had Michel Vorm and we had Gazaniga as backups, and of course that took up a number of homegrown spots so um it's I'm, I'm pleased to see that we've moved towards having two um homegrown keepers in joe hart and um alfie whiteman as the backup so um yeah i think we won't you know i think it will be a matter only a matter of time before we see uh gazaniga moved on great stuff okay we're gonna take a short break we'll be back with the second half which ties in nicely with the second half of the game uh and we'll be moving on to 62 minutes in where Mr. Anthony Costa will talk us through Harry Wink's wonder goal. Don't go anywhere. Stick around for that. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And we're back. Uh, good stuff. Welcome back to the last word on Spurs. Tottenham 4, Ludogrets nil. a walk in the park this evening bit of a training exercise. Oh, but listen, you can only beat what's put in front of you and beat them we did. So 2-0 up at half-time into the second half. More of the same in the second half. Spurs pressing, hungry for the ball, getting stuck in, looking good, entertaining. And we get to 62 minutes, Mr Anthony Costa. 56 yards out, 56 British yards out. Fantastic stuff. There he is, Harry Winks. He looks up. Now, does he look it's up? Across. <laughs> is, is he looking up for Bell or has he meant that? Has, has he meant that? Now, I actually missed the post match interview. I don't know. He's, of course, he says he's meant it. He must have done. He said he's meant it. No, 
Is, is he is he owned up to it being a cross? He is, yeah. Oh wow, wow, he has. Yeah, I mean, because he's listen, listen. All right, yeah, he's Go scored. Well take done. it away, Ed. Take it away. Right, he's scored. Well done. Good luck to him. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's looked up, and he could see Bale obviously waving his arm, obviously wanting the ball. So he's looked up, he's hit it, and you know, hooked by Crook, he's gone in. And listen, fair play to him. Don't mean he's going to start on Sunday though. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, now call me in, Inspector Morse, but I'm getting half a clue here, and you're not, you're not really seeing him in the long-term plans of midfield. But come on, it's, it's a great moment. We live for little oh, moments brilliant. like that, don't we? They listen, happen in football. They're brilliant, and they. Rich, absolutely, mate. Listen, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, his, I'm not his massive, you know, his biggest fan, but you know, his first from through, been there since he was eight. You know, brilliant, fantastic, but. You know, he, he scored the goal and I've got to applaud him. I, I stand corrected. Hands up. People that are listening to him, I'm putting my hands up. Um, for me, he don't do enough in the game. That's all. And, and he's had three years to prove that. Um, yes, he was good for the first season or so. And everyone talks about the Real Madrid game. And yeah, brilliant. But he's never really kicked on for me to wear that number eight shirt, the iconic eight shirt. You've got to command the midfield. And and Dombele tonight just was just unbelievable. Winks just played it safe all the time. Sometimes you want to take that little bit of a risk, and he did. I t- we texted each other, didn't I? When he took that first shot, I went, "Blimey, he's getting a nosebleed, isn't he?" Because he's so far <laughs> up the pitch. But it's, it was good to see. I was like, good, "Okay, good. That's what I want you to do. I want you to take risks as a fan. Just, just, just see a see a ball pass it. That, do you know what I mean? And just." Take that, take that chance sometimes. I think sometimes he's too safe. And it's like, you know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to get the ball. He's going to knock it to the side. He's going to get the ball. He's going to pass it back to Lloris or Joe Hart. And you're like, come on, man. You're supposed to be the midfield general. The midfield maestro. I want to see more of it. And listen, he scores tonight. Let's see what he does next week. Fingers crossed, I'm proved wrong again. Let, let, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Lee, coming to you. I'm going to give you a choice now. So, Winks's goal this evening or Lamella's Rabona? Because they were both in Europe, wasn't they? <laughs> they so was. I'm asking you to asking you to pick one. Well, I think I think what's brilliant about um, uh, Jose again. This is Jose all day all day long. Is after in his post match interview, um, Reshman asked him whether or not um, Harry meant it or not, and he was like, he he admitted that he didn't mean it. He admitted that. Bad, bad. He shouldn't have done this. So I thought it was quite funny that he'd have, if it was Jose, Jose would have lied and said, yeah, totally. I totally meant it. Love that. Um, uh, for me, it's the Rabona all day long. Um, I, I, you'd love to see both of these things. You know, for, for me, the Rabona was just absolutely outrageous. And he totally 100% meant that. And uh, it was just the, um, the audacious skill, which we all know Lamella's got. I think it's such a, it's such a shame with Eric because... He's been with the club. He's a long-time servant, of course, but he's you know mostly on the you know he's he's injured. He has a good start to the season, and he gets knocks and injuries, and he's had some bad bad injuries as well. But the Rabona for me, Crackers was uh, it was so audacious. I mean, you're not you ain't got no right to do that on a football field, and he did. So fair play to him. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff, uh, Jamie. Coming to you, uh, sixty-eight minutes in, and uh, Clark comes on for Bell and um, 
I've actually had uh, another question in from uh, at Spiggy Tope. Thank you, Spiggy, for this. Because there's been some speculation of Damari Gray coming in to Spurs in the next yeah. window on a free. But would that stop Jack Clark's uh, progress? A little bit of thoughts on Clark and, uh, and that possible transfer? Yeah, look, I, th I think the one thing with Clark is that Jose Mourinho really likes him. Obviously, I think he, he stayed here um, over the summer at Hotspur Way, really kind of showed Jose Mourinho that he was willing to work. And, and that's all Jose Mourinho really asked for. Obviously, a bit of quality as well. Um, but look, he, you know, he does work really hard and he's obviously earned his place there. So, you know, fair play to him. Um, obviously, he's still young. I think he had that awful situation when he was at Leeds where um, he collapsed on the bench, um, was taken to hospital and he... He struggled to kind of regain the form. So I think he's, again, it's confidence. I think he's kind of getting there. But um, look, he seems to be definitely part of the setup at Spurs. That's really pleasing. And um, hopefully he can keep getting these opportunities. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's pleasing. I thought he did okay when he came on. He looked fairly confident. Um, so hopefully he can keep developing. Um, yeah, Demar Damari Gray is a, is a weird one. I think he's a guy that Spurs have always wanted. I think he's a guy they've looked at for a long time. Um, but... I think he's kind of at that age now where I, I don't really fancy him. You haven't seen him in, in Leicester's team for a while. Um, yes, it's a free transfer, but for me, I, I, I'm, it's not a guy that I'd be looking to get in. I think there are definitely better options that would kind of um, help kick us on in terms of forward options. Um, and so Damari Gray's not really become the player I think people expected him to be um, when he was younger. So, um, yes, it's a free transfer. It's probably one that I'd stay away from, uh, Damari Gray. And coming to you and uh, goal number four on 72 minutes, uh, Lucas, and an assist <coughs> from uh, Vinicius as well. So two goals for him and, a, and an assist. Uh, yeah. Lucas goal, he's, he's another one. He sits on the edge a little bit, Lucas, doesn't yeah. he? He's, he reminds me so much of Ricky Villa. He either just yeah. does something absolutely magical like one night in Amsterdam or just sometimes he seems to just yeah. bumble along. So is he making your cut in the Jose in the Jose era? Because we're going to have to start getting a bit ruthless with some of these players, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, I think Jose likes him. You could tell every game that he's, he's managed for Spurs, he's always been either in the starting eleven or definitely on the bench. But more is a funny one, man. You're right, he'll have one good game and then five not great games. And it's like... He's very, very inconsistent, isn't he, uh, lads? And I think it was nice for him to get the goal tonight. Um, I think sometimes he runs into a bit of trouble a bit too much. He don't release the ball quick enough sometimes. That's how I see it. Um, I think he is a great, he's a good, good squad player to have. And yeah, I mean, does he start for me all the time? I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm in real, real two minds of him because he is so good sometimes. And then he'll have, you know, score two goals against Arsenal, for example, and then not score again six, seven games later and then have so many chances in them games to, to score. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's very inconsistent. I don't know where else I lie with him, man. Yeah. What about you? Lee, Lee for you, with uh, Lucas, he really is one of those ones that sits... Right on the edge of, like, does he stay, does he go? It's so difficult with Lucas for me because uh, I was at the, uh, the Huddersfield game at home uh, and he scored a wonderful hat-trick. It was brilliant. The brilliant finishes, hit the back of the net. You know, you, know when, um, you know when players strike the ball so well, it just has a lovely, crisp, 
smash in the back of the net. You know, he always yeah. seems to do that, Lucas, and he did it again tonight. Lovely. Um, and obviously, he's a he's he's in, almost a legend now, and he a folklore for for Tottenham for for what he did at, at Ajax. But I define him as running around a lot. I mean, you know, I just. The thing is with Lucas, for me, I just think somebody needs to get him down and say, take your chance earlier, right? Take it earlier. Strike your ball quicker. He seems to kind of keep the ball too long. Like Take the shot earlier. And and I honestly think he will score more goals. He doesn't score a lot of goals. He doesn't assist a lot of goals. I think he's done well in Europe for us as a whole, whether or not it's been in the Champions League, whether or not it's been in the Europa League now. But from from a... I think he's more of an impact player off the bench in the Premier League than 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 what he is in terms of starting. It's not a, it's no offence to him. I like him. I like what he stands for. He absolutely loves his club. Absolutely loves it. He he knows he's he is so kind of grateful for uh, for for everything being at Tottenham Hotspur. You know, and again going back to that um, his his interview with Vinicius. If you go and watch that on YouTube, you, you'll see that he's it's so and, and you can't yeah exactly so grateful. You can't. You can't hate, you can't not have any hate for him and not, not feel the affection or feel the love. But in terms of a player, he needs to score more goals. He needs to set more people up and he needs to create more. This guy has got serious pace, right? We've just lost one of the, well, one of the best footballers ever that's lived, right, in terms of Diego Maradona. And you look at his, you know, his, his stature in terms of physicality, his low gravity, low center of gravity. He's very, very fast. Lucas is that. I'm not I'm not comparing him to Diego Maradona here, right? Don't get me wrong, listeners. I'm not that I mean, I'm on the crazy train, don't worry, but it ain't that crazy. <laughs> but, but when you think about the low center of gravity that he's got, he's got a wonderful shot on him. He can go left or right. He's he technically he's got everything. Maybe it's yeah. confidence, I don't know, but that's the that's what I think of Lucas. I just think he gets on and people go, right, go go and charge at him, and he charges at him. And do you know what? He's he's actually really good in the air. Seldom does he not win a header for somebody who's actually so short as well, like in, in relative terms. So he's got all the key attributes. I just don't know what it is for him. Um for for, for me. I, I just don't ever think that maybe he's at his level. Right, that's all I can say. Maybe yeah. the, the Champions League hat trick, semi final hat trick, crackers. Maybe that's his level. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what? Coming on to what Lee was saying, I'm not again. I'm not comparing him to players, but he reminds me he could be like a Defoe was. You know, how Defoe would get on the turn and go bang. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got it in his locker as Lee said. He can, he can he can strike a ball and he can hit a ball. I just wish yeah. he'd do more. Yeah. He, I just yeah. wish he'd not run into traffic so much, you know, and put his head down and run and you're like, mate, you can all see you, what you're trying to do, but you're not doing it and it's frustrating because you have got ability and, and sort of go, you're going round and round in circles, do you know what I mean? So, it could be like a, like a Defoe-esque type player if he, you know, if he wanted to be, but... Maybe, you know maybe. I mean? yeah, yeah, no, no, I do, I do get that. Maybe, maybe it's because and again, I, I would probably level this at Winks a little bit as well. Is maybe they don't know where, you know, where their actual position is. What you know, what, it's not really defined. I mean, sometimes Lucas will come here start and he'll start on the right, or maybe he'll start on the left. Sometimes he won't start. I think that he's got loads of pace and he's got the attributes, but he just doesn't do enough for me. Maybe it's because he doesn't believe that he can be better, or he believes that he can do that. But, but he's done it in the Champions League. If you think about the Champions League hat-trick, they were all central. Everything that he did was central. He got the ball, 
the turn, the touch that you had for that second goal when he whipped it in, for example, it was actually ridiculous. Um, the, the, the ridiculous bit of skill that he did. He's not really out on the wing. Maybe he needs to play more central. Maybe he needs to play which which doesn't suit him in this side. Jamie, I'll come to you. And uh, I'm sorry to throw this one in your lap, but there's a couple of points made there. Uh, made on this show generally with Winks. He's a Tottenham boy. He's Tottenham through and through, Tottenham fan, come through the academy, but he may not be good enough. But he gets given some leeway by the fans because of the fact of the way he's come through. Lucas, we've touched on that he's almost in a legendary status now because of what he'd done in Amsterdam. But ultimately, we never won that final. So it, it kind of counted for nothing. So have we as fans got to get almost a Jose attitude and just be ruthless and almost heartless? It, it seems a bit harsh to say, but almost heartless with some of these players and go, look, we just can't give you the leeway because of certain things. And thanks very much. Goodbye. I think in Venice, I think in Venice, if you were to ask most supporters, would they be okay with Lucas going, with Winks going, they'd probably say yes. But I think the big thing is they haven't gone and they keep getting opportunities under Jose Mourinho. And there's clearly a reason for that. Maybe Jose Mourinho does still fancy them. I think they both show certainly traits that Jose Mourinho players that you know he certainly likes in them. Um, you know, Winks, yes, there's obviously a real frustrating for me. Um, because yes, he's obviously a fantastic, uh, I think. He's got a great ability, but he just doesn't really show it enough. And he hasn't really taken his opportunity for a very long time. Um, I think he's, you know, he had some fantastic performances against the Real Madrids. I think he against Barcelona as well. But, you know, the last few years, he's just not really been there. But um, I think Lucas as well, he's obviously, um, he's a guy that kind of is very inconsistent as well. Um, and it's frustrating, but Jose Mourinho seems to like them both. You know, he keeps giving them opportunities ahead of other players. So, you know, maybe there's something in there that he likes. Um, I think, you know, you can't really complain when Harry Winks is coming in um, to this team and he's playing in, you know, the Europa League um, because he, he seems to do his job on that night. You know, tonight he did his job um, and, and kind of, you know, you probably wouldn't want to see him in the Premier League. I'm not sure he's at that level um, of starting for Spurs in the Premier League, but, you know, he's, he's a decent squad player to have because he's done his job tonight. The same with Lucas. I think he's a great player to have off the bench. Um, but starting, I don't think he's quite there. But um, as I said, I think Jose Mourinho likes both of them, and that's why they keep getting opportunities. Lads, what what is? Sorry, Jamie, to cut you there, mate. But you made a point about level with with, mm. with Winks's level. Again, I don't really seem like I'm picking on him. You you brought him up. Is Europa League his level, and at best, a, a top ten side in the Premier League level, or is it? As as practice said, we we just keeping him in the team because he, he spurs, he spurs for Brubenesses. He was eight, nine, or whatever it was, and he's come through the ranks. Fantastic, you know. Not many kids get up to so I have mm. to applaud him for that because obviously you could tell he's, he he works hard, mm. but the sentimentality value has to it has to sort of like go a little bit now. We have to be as Cracker said more ruthless we, we have to embed that that winning mentality which which seems to be that the tide is turning do you know what i mean because as i said to, as i said on, on, on that show the other night jay nice don't get you nowhere does it i mean we've been nice we played nice football we played against great teams and 
got away with it and play some good football, you know? And sometimes I, I want us to be a bit nasty. Do you know what I mean? I think as well, look, I, as I said, Winks has got a lot of talent, but he hasn't really shown it enough. He's certainly not shown it in the Premier League. I think the one problem that Winks has had is he's not had a consistent run of games. And that's really difficult. One, when you're on the fringes all the time and you're coming in maybe as a bit part player, I think having that consistency, the problem is he's just never really taken his opportunity to go and earn a position um, on the team in the Premier League and really have that consistent place. So, it's, it's a really difficult argument. Yes, I understand maybe why he's not been so great. I said because he's not getting consistent run of games. But um, has he really earned that opportunity? You can't really say that he's actually earned that opportunity to have a run of games. So, you know, he's going to have to take a game like this tonight to earn that opportunity to go and have a consistent run. But for me, it's kind of a case that he yeah. needs to kind of earn his, you know, he needs to find his right position. I think Lee keeps making that point. Um, and you do, you don't really know where Winks' best position is at the moment. So, um, I think he's a player that I would like to see us keep around um, and hopefully he can kind of nail down his right position because yeah. and, and get that opportunity to kind of go and have a consistent run of games. But, you know, we'll have to see because, as I said, you know, I, I think you're right to criticise him because, let's face it, he hasn't really taken this opportunity yet. And I, and I, but I must applaud Eric Dyer this year. Yes. That's yes. all I'm saying. I think, yeah. I think he has been outstanding. He's been brilliant this season and I hope long may it continue because you could tell he's got his head down, he's grafted, he's, you know, he's not the Eric Dyer of last year, you know, mucking about, you know, silly handshakes and all that. And you know where I'm trying to get at. Yes, you can see yeah, he's maturing yeah. a little bit now. And, Grown up. And I'll tell yes. you, hats off, hats off to Mourinho for, for, for handling him the way he has done because yeah, he's yeah. been brilliant. No, just, that's just what I have to say that. Yeah, that's that's actually a point that's been made. Uh, thank you to at, uh, Rico underscore two nine nine, who actually asked opinion on Dyer's turnaround. So that's uh, we put the horse uh, cart before the horse then and answered the question before it came in. But we touched on this in the last show, and we was all waxing lyrical over Dyer, who seems to have found his place again. Grown up, the silly handshakes have all stopped, haven't they? It just seems to have been that whole maturing and growing up around the squad which uh, kind of which kind of is at odds with everybody growing up and being mature to uh, the next uh, thing I want to bring up and on 80 minutes when Alfie Whiteman, Harvey White and Dane Scarlett all came on uh, it's another myth dispelled uh, Mr Lee McQueen but um, Jose doesn't play youngsters, doesn't bring youngsters through. We finished the game tonight. I think Jamie might put me right on this. Uh, six academy players, I think we finished with this evening on the pitch. Six, I think there was, that, that came through. And um, I, thought, I thought they were great when they come on. Unlucky not to, to bag a goal. Um, so some thoughts on the youngsters uh, coming on on 80 minutes, please. Well, I think it's brilliant, and uh, you know, obviously, John Lillywhite Rose, uh, one of one of our own here. Uh, he knows everything about the youngsters. Uh, he talked about them last week, didn't he? About you know maybe Sirkin starting, and you know having that, that as as you credited him at the beginning of the show, having uh, kind of ten or eleven changes, and uh, it's lovely to see. You know, when you're when you're three or four nil up, ten minutes to go in in a game that's done and dusted. There's no pressure on the lads to come on. I mean, Dane Scarlett's sixteen. There's no pressure on him. He can come and just express himself, and that's. 
exactly what you want in that situation. And my, my word did they express themselves. They had energy, they was enthusiastic, you know, bites in the tackle, get, high press. And, and I thought they were going to score, like, you know, Harvey White could have scored. Um, and uh, and obviously Dane Scarlett could have scored as well. Um, and, uh, and and ironically as well, Alfie Whiteman had more to do than Joe Hart, didn't he, to be fair? He'd only just come in goal and he, it, he had to, like, take a corner or whatever it was uh, out of the uh, out of the air. So, Look, I think it's I think it's fantastic for for them three. They're born born and bred. I think John said earlier, didn't he, on the WhatsApp group that Alfie Alfie Whiteman is uh, born and bred um, uh, uh, N seventeen, and it's great to see. Now, and I think you know, coming back to the whole Wink situation, the Eric Dyer situation, I don't think anyone wants to you know um, obliterate these these players because they they play for our fantastic football club. I just think that we're that we want to see them do well, and you know, when 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 they're in a situation like tonight where they've given a chance. You've got to hand it to, 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 to them. They've taken it. Every single person that got their chance tonight has taken it. No, no one's had a stinker. No one's had a shocker. No one's thinking, oh, you know. And, and now that, that breeds confidence again, we use that word, for, for the next time, man. And for the three lads, uh, crackers that you mentioned, that's fantastic. What a brilliant. It's just such a shame that friends and family and obviously fans are not in the stadium to be able to see that for yeah, them. That's, that's a so. massive moment, isn't it, for them, crackers? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's... That was a little pang of uh, sadness when they came on. And I think it was a point that uh, Glenn Oddle made as well. And he spoke a little bit about his debut when he was 17. And he said, just such a shame that family can't be there. But, you know, that we are where we are. And that's I think that's for another podcast. It isn't football related. But uh, no, it was, it was a terrible shame. But Jamie, coming to you, this is also another a thing that, Jose might be using to keep the current first team on their toes to see these kids coming through and to see that raw aggression and energy. And if you're an established first team player, you've got to be thinking to yourself, yeah. I've really got to be on my toes here, and I, with these kids coming in. Yeah, look, I, I think one thing that really stood out for me tonight was Joe Hart's reaction to Alfie Whiteman coming on. He, he looked really genuinely pleased for him. And I think that that's a big reason why we've got him into the squad. You know, he's won the Premier League title. He's won um, other trophies. Um, and of course, you know, he's, it's great to have around the younger players. They're, of course, going to look up to him. And I thought it was just fantastic, his reaction. Um, of course, you know, many goalkeepers, the lack of game time that he's had, you know, maybe they'd be frustrated. But he just genuinely looks like he's, he's here to help players. Um, so I thought his reaction was really pleasing. Um, but yeah, it was obviously... I thought he was bloody freezing, to be fair. You probably want to get yeah. off the pitch. He actually had done nothing. <laughs> he literally done nothing in 80 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean, James? He was probably thinking, result, I get to get my warm jacket, my big warm puffer jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe in a way he was probably quite, quite pleased, actually. But no, I think... Um, from Jose Mourinho, I think he's, you know, he's totally brought into the to the fact that obviously Spurs were a club that likes to bring through young players, and he's totally brought into that. You know, he obviously he he came here and he's had to kind of adjust himself as a manager. Um, he's adapted the way that he works, and I think one thing he wanted to buy into the ethos of the club that we bring through young players, and it's it's really great to see that he's brought into that. Um, I think he's, you know, he obviously gave Tanganga a go. He's given Troy Parrott a go. I think we saw Malachi Walcott giving a, a go in the Champions League last year. So he's, he's given lots of young players um, opportunities. And it's really great to see because at Spurs, you know, we, we love seeing the young players come through. We love seeing players that won of our own. And yes, yeah, so it was really pleasing to see a lot of the younger players getting opportunities tonight. It was it was brilliant. And I'll come to you. And, um, and, and another thing I picked up on as well, I like to look at things that are going on 
uh, off the pitch and just around the bench and just sort of picking up team spirit and attitude. Ledley there with the iPad and pointing out some tactics and where to go. And it's almost as if there's players making their debuts. It felt like Ledley's like being eased into that coaching a bit more. And both, both you and I have got to know Ledley a little bit over the years. I don't think it could have happened to a nicer chap. We did touch on this in the last show, but you can see Jose bringing him through. This is, this is what I mean. As I said, when we first started talking, you could tell that Jose loves this club. And, and, Obviously, as you just said, to bring Ledley through and to help Ledley and giving Ledley the advice, you're going to learn. If, if, if Jose weren't great manager and he got given the opportunity, I don't think Ledley would be there. He'd probably go to another club to learn his trade. But he's sticking with his club that he's been since he was, you know, so young and he, he's a club legend. And Jose's given him that opportunity. And, and the lads that he's bringing up through the youth system, they're, they're going to look up to Ledley. And Jose and, he, and his backroom staff. So, listen, I, I'm so happy for him, for Ledley, and I hope that one day we can see him, you know, in the dugout as, as an assistant coach or, or even as a manager. You never know. Watch his space, man. But to learn from the best is, is just phenomenal. And I'm loving what I'm seeing, the laughing, the joking, the, just a just good camaraderie. And I don't think we, we've had that for a very, very long time. No, spot on. Just, just quickly on that, Crackers, as well. It's, uh, and 100% spot on. And Jeez. again, you've got to go back, right? You've got to go back, not that far, where there was doom and gloom everywhere to do with Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Everywhere. It was horrendous. We didn't have an away win for 10 months. For 10 months, we didn't win away from home. Are you having a laugh? Like, we were conceding goals guaranteed every game. We wasn't scoring. We had people not making effort. Kane against Sheffield United, the game before Pochettino got sacked. He was walking around the pitch. like He was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. We had six Rebels, contract Rebels, like, flying about. I didn't want to be at the club anymore. Danny Roses and the and the um, Toby Royals at the time and, the uh, you know, Christian Eriksons. This is completely different. Like, it, yeah. it, you know, it's completely different. In six months, seven months, it is completely flipped on its head. We're top of the yeah. league. We're, in, we're all the cup competitions that we can be in at this period of time. We're playing decent football. We're keeping clean sheets. We're scoring 2.6 goals per game. It's utterly ridiculous. Brilliant. I cannot wait until Sunday. We pulverise Chelsea. I cannot wait. <laughs> Get on it. Come on. The train's pulled out of the station and it's rolling. <laughs> the, train, the train's are full of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. So listen, just to wrap up on the Europa League, uh, before we take another little break for a preview of the upcoming Chelsea game, as Lee mentioned there, Jamie, I'll come to you. Uh, 3rd of December, we are away to uh, LASK or LASK, if you like. Um and you can uh, bet that uh, Antwerp are gonna are gonna skittle Ludogorets. So we really need to get something at Lasker Way to stay in there or thereabouts. Um, which means we'll go into the last match day. That's on the uh, the tenth of December versus Antwerp, which will be uh, at at Spur, a home game disappointing when we lost away to them it's put us in a little bit of a hole um 
So, yeah, just a little bit, Jamie, on those last couple of fixtures coming up in this group. Yeah. And can we go through top? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, Lask is going to be a tricky one, given it's away. I think that it's always much harder away in Europe. Obviously, stating the obvious a bit, that it's harder uh, to play away. But it is. I think in Europe, they, they are very difficult games. We saw that we went to... Um, uh, was it Royal Antwerp and we had a very di difficult night of course there were difficult moments uh, even against Ludogorets um, so it's a game where we're probably going to have to pull out a fairly strong team and it's a, it's been a strange group because I know Lask went and beat uh, Royal Antwerp so um, there's obviously two teams there that are kind of competing for qualification but you know you still feel as though some of the players that we had tonight um, that, that there should be more than enough quality to go and really field um, a side of players like we had tonight um, so hopefully we can kind of rotate, but I'm sure we'll have some quality in there. But um, you still got to be confident that we're going to we're going to come out of this group top. So um, I, I don't think there should be too many worries. And I'll give you the role of Jose Mourinho. And if we do start needing to like play Antwerp with a bit of a fuller team, but then we have a game two or three days later in the Premier League. What are you going to do? And you're um, you're the manager, as the old uh, uh, newspaper column used to be, and give you a, a situation yeah. to uh, to ponder. You you have to go ninety percent full strength. I think I think the Royal Antwerp game, as you said, really took us back two steps. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, and he's had to sort of you know re re rebuild everything and. Obviously, tonight's a great confidence boost. I think we go next week, we beat Lask, hopefully, which I'm sure we will do. Um, and then while Antwerp happens, and then he'll have to go, he'll have to go, you know, half full strength and half, you know, what we had tonight. Because unfortunately, we've got to get through these this group stage to, to be able to relax and get onto the knockout stages. Or the, you know, the last 32, whatever it is. Yes, yes. Talking of the last 32. Lee, that's on the 14th of December, the draw. So we really do want to be going through top. Otherwise, we start facing... Well, listen, I don't think there's anybody in Europe we can't beat on, on our day, but we could make it a lot trickier for ourselves by facing one of these Champion League dropout teams, couldn't we? Yeah, for sure. But I, again, I agree with you, Crackers, on that. I don't, I'm not scared of that. And, and and actually, I'm just looking at some of the stats. I've got my stats book out here, Crackers. I mentioned it all day. I've got to give Excellent. it another one. The blue for everybody out. that's waking up, for everyone over the pond now that's going to be listening to this, or everyone waking up in the morning that are going on their runs and going on their bikes and drive, uh, you know, the, the, the bike rides in the morning or driving their cars. Mate, I've got my stats book out. And, um, Laska woeful. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having it. They're utterly woeful. <laughs> they had two shots on target all night tonight. Utter rubbish. They had a geezer sent off called uh, uh, Genor Tranani uh, on the 50th minute, right? So, to be fair, they played like 40 minutes with uh, with 10 men. Oh, um, get you and, speaking uh, and, Swedish. I know, I know. And, and, <laughs> and at that point, it was nil-nil, by the way. So, it was a gift to Antwerp tonight. Um, they were absolutely woeful, mate. 50% possession, 52-48 each. Two shots on target. Antwerp only had three. They're woeful. We're going to go there and absolutely rip them a new one. Um, and, and actually, even if we went there with a draw and then turned uh, Antwerp over at home, we still top the group, don't we? I, I believe we do. Yes, we yeah. Do. I think so, we'll, you know, we'll, I don't we'll go through top. I think... I think the biggest problem for Tottenham is not necessarily the last game itself in terms of getting a result. It's actually 
the, the, the Premier League games that are sandwiched in between. This is going to be a big test uh, coming up for us on Sunday, which we're going to preview in a second, um, because this is uh, the first time for a while that we've had a massive game after a um, a Thursday night football uh, football match. And then we've got another one on Thursday and then another massive game, obviously just a, a small little uh, a choice of the North London derby. And then we've got another game and then we've got another massive game against Liverpool. So that is, that is a thick and fast, list, isn't it? Thick and fast. But Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, in the past we struggled. So, um, uh, you know, this is a big, big test for us, isn't it? Crackers uh, and, and, and the lads and the listeners on Sunday, but- massive for us. You Very know what, though, like. Lee? You know what, lads? Sorry, a quick one. We never had a massive squad. Now no. we have. Yes. Now we have. So, you know... Great point. Does it, you know, Thursday, Sunday, but it is what it is. We've got to deal with it. And Arsenal are in the same boat as us. So, you know... It's just, it's just how it happens, boys. To be, to be fair, said, man, to, to be yeah, fair, Arsenal are nowhere near in the same boat as us. They're not, oh, even, no, not, they're not even in the same ocean as us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not at table. all, mate. But you know as well as I do, you know as well as I do, form goes out the window. When we face them, form goes out the window. So... You know, I just hope we're, we're on our we're on our A game that day, and well, and, and and we go and smash them. I'm not even contemplating. That's for another show. That's 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 further down the line. Don't don't get me started on them. It's too late in the evening for all that nonsense and starting to talk about them. But as Lee said, we'll take another little break now and we'll have a preview of the Chelsea game. We'll be back uh, to bring you our own predictions on the Chelsea game and wrap the show up quite nicely with uh, a little quiz that I've got set for the three guests this evening. Something that's come over from uh, a podcast we've done uh, many, many years ago now, Ant and I, and uh, we got a little bit of a cult status. So uh, going to revive that for a little one-off old time's sake. Don't go anywhere. Preview of Chelsea coming up. We'll be back very soon. OK, with Winksy. Winksy, I didn't think I'd be talking to you about a 55-metre goal tonight. <laughs> No, me neither. <laughs> no, Lee's, um, I'd love to. I'd love to say I, I meant. I meant it, but it, it was. Uh, it was just one of them. One of them goals where I've overhit it and you know the the goals were on my side and it's gone in. So it was. Um, yeah, it was a really nice feeling. I've got to say the look on your face was an absolute picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that was a reaction. I was. I was a bit. Um, a bit gobsmacked myself. You know, it was, it was a pass for Gaz, but I've overhit it. But, you know, like I say, I take it. It's a goal, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Brilliant. Tell us about the performance tonight. Professional is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, it was. It was, um, you know, we, we set out right with the right mentality. You know, we pressed them from the off, gave them no no chance to, to hope or to dream. And, um, you know, when we do that with the quality that we have in the team, it's, you know, it's always going to be a, a good night if we apply ourselves right. Brilliant. And the, and the word for, for Carlos, everyone knows for a striker how important that is to get off the mark. And he's, he's done it tonight. Yeah, he deserves it. He's, he's worked hard. He's, he's been patient for his opportunities. And, you know, he deserved his two goals, took them well, and, and um, yeah, you know, we're, we're all happy for him. Yeah, I mean, he can't speak the language, but it does appear like he's settled really well within the group. Yeah, he's, he's a positive guy. He's, he's, you know, he's always smiling. He's, he works hard and, and you know, to come in and to, and to score as well. It's, as a striker, that's all they want. And he, uh, yeah, he was, not just that, his hold-up play, his work rate was, you know, was exceptional tonight and he done really well. Brilliant. And tell, I mean, tell us about yourself, Winksy. Where do you see yourself at the moment? You just come back off, a, off an England, you know, a couple more England caps. You play tonight. Where, where do you see yourself at the moment? Um, it's like I'm in a situation where 
I um, I want to play football regularly and I want to I want to be in the top of the lineup and it's this it's, it's you know at the moment we're doing so well in the Premier League it's difficult but look I um, I'm happy with the performance today and happy with the team performance and and uh, you know it's good to, to get three points. No, well done tonight. Well Cheers. done on that goal. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Thank you. Okay, Jose. Well done. Four 0 Job done. Yeah, job done. But not done in the group phase because nine points is not enough. Is not enough. We need to to get more points. So. Two more matches to do it. I'm just going to th throw different subjects at you. So, so Carlos tonight gets his first Spurs goals. I know it's important for him and, and a striker. Yeah, it's important. Uh, of course, the second goal is a tap-in, but you, you need to be there. Uh, the first one is a striker goal, facing the keeper, cool, and score. A good assist for Lucas. I want him with more ambition. I think when you score two goals in the first half, in the second half, you have to be more ambitions to try to take the ball home but he's adapting step by step and of course I'm happy. Jaffet back tonight which is, which is good news in terms of the squad isn't it? Yeah we need everybody in the squad and uh, him and Davison they did exactly what I asked them to do which was to bring the defensive line up all the time they are both very fast they were both very dominant. Brilliant news for the club later in the game you're able to bring on Alfie Harvey and Dane becomes the club's youngest ever player tonight. It's nice for the academy, it's nice for them, it's nice for the for the responsibles in the academy, for their coaches, I think it's also nice for their colleagues because the colleagues will will think was that was that time my time can can arrive. So I think it's is a good it's a good gift to them, but it's a gift that uh, the club as a whole uh, deserves and, and I'm happy with that. And just finally on, on Diego Maradona sadly passing. I mean you come at this differently because he's your friend. So you've I mean the I spoke to Ozzy earlier. The world has lost a legend but you and him have lost a friend. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I say. There is Diego and there is Maradona. Maradona is is forever. Maradona is is for the world and we'll never forget uh, what he is. Um, Diego is a different story. He would never call me today because today I'm happy, I won. He would never call me today. Uh, he would always call in a difficult moment with a bad result, with, with something like that. He would always call to say, Mo, you are the best. Never forget that. And uh, I still have a smile on, on my face because uh, with him it's impossible not to have a smile on, on your face. Every minute I spent with him was to enjoy and to love. Well done tonight, thank you. thank you. Hello, my name is Liam Benaventi. I'm a Chelsea fan, I run the Chelsea Echo and obviously I have my own personal brand where I cover all the Chelsea news. I just want to say thank you very much for having me on Last Word on Spurs once again. Obviously, we spoke earlier in the season and uh, that game didn't exactly go to plan if my eyes. I was kind of hoping to get the win but Eric Dyer and his toilet seemed to stop us from doing that. However, obviously we come into this game off the back of a series of fixtures, a lot of good results that have been going our way recently and uh, we've been performing well and the team has finally gelled together you know we're seeing the likes of our back line really working Kepa coming out of the side Edward Mendy coming into the side and showing up that back line with Chilwell Thiago Silva a fantastic purchase as well Kurt Zuma cementing his place in our starting lineup and Reese James proving his metal and why he should be potentially the second choice right back for England. I say second choice, personally my first choice but uh, obviously Trent's going to lock down that right hand side but he's the best you know, fullback 
all round he can defend on that trend. But that's another conversation for another day. But obviously, like I said, been a fantastic run recently, playing really nice football. All the players coming together really well. Timo Werner obviously hasn't scored as many goals as people thought he might, but he's still been massively influential in the side. Obviously, helping Tammy Abraham get a goal at Newcastle last week with a very, very fast run, which I could only wish I could complete. Um, but yeah, everything's coming together really nicely at Chelsea. Frank Lampard is getting the best out of a side, which I think a lot of people were worried that, you know, with the money that we spent in the summer, uh, wouldn't gel, wouldn't come together. Very much like you guys had the problem of when you sold Gareth Bale, obviously, and very much like Liverpool did uh, when they nearly won the Premier League a couple of years back with Brendan Rodgers. Um, but obviously, now everything's coming together. It's looking okay. I say touch wood. You know, I'm not going to sit here and blow me trumpet and say we're the, one of the, you know, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing that. It's not really how I like to do things. Um, but I look at how we're playing currently. I look at, you know... The, the, the dynamism in how we move the ball, obviously, and how we're attacking as well. The tactics are absolutely superb as well. It's a nice free-flying attacking football. And it's uh, it's nice to be getting results with that as well, obviously. Big problems we had last season was breaking down low blocks, which I'm guessing you guys will be doing with uh, Jose finally getting that twinkle back in his eye, which is something that I am very, very nervous about, having already seen that performance against Manchester City. Uh, a low block will be difficult to break down. We have been doing it this season, but... You guys, again, are a different kettle of fish. We've been coming up against sides after that Southampton game where it finally all kind of fell into place. We've been coming up against sides which, realistically, on paper, Chelsea should be beating. And we haven't... We didn't do that last year, but now it seems like we are doing that. Now this is the proper test for me. You know, a side which is really in a good vein of form up the top end of the table and it will show whether or not Chelsea are finally ready to compete with the big boys again. Uh, and I'm saying that, you know, obviously some top fans might be sitting here, you know, thinking, why are you calling us big boys? Because uh, I know some people think that and obviously opposition fans do think that, but Tottenham are a very, very different beast this year. Um, and it looks like it's all finally coming together. You guys are playing really nice football. It might not be the most attractive to the eye if you look at the Manchester City game but you grind up results and this is something you've struggled to do in the past in my opinion uh, so this will be the proper test to see if we can do that uh, in the league and if we do do that it will kind of set us up and kind of show where potentially we could end up obviously N'Golo Kante's found his form in the midfield as well so that will be a massive battle between him and Hoiberg in terms of breaking up the play Kante obviously now back in his you know quote unquote favoured position and uh, it's seeming like it could be a very, very interesting battle there. Obviously, like I've already mentioned, Timo Werner, our front line, Hakim Ziyech, finding those spaces. If he finds those and he can get conversions out of the players up front, then you could be in trouble. I think, you know, he, he's got a fantastic dead ball. He's got an eye for a pass. His creativity has been second to none so far this season. But again, like I said, we've not been playing the top, top draw teams. Now, this is the real test. This is where I really want to see if we can deliver. And defensively, we've been remarkably solid. Uh, seven clean sheets in nine games for Edouard Mendy since he's come into Chelsea Football Club. And uh, it's going to be a very, very big test. And I keep saying it, but I just want to reinforce it. Um, but yeah, it'll be a very, very good game. Uh, no doubt, I think there will be goals. Might not be a lot, but I think it is going to be something where either of the teams, because both are still developing, uh, could maybe lose their edge for two seconds and either team will score. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 Chelsea. Uh, I wish you guys luck, but you know, it's not how I roll. You know what I mean? It's Chelsea players at Spurs. You know, I want us to get the result. I want us to get all three points. But anyway, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the game. Uh, not too much, though. And uh, I'll speak to you guys very, very soon. Take care. Hi, it's your old mate Stamford Chidge here from the Chelsea Fancast. Hope you and the boys are all well. Uh, so here we go again. Uh, 
Chelsea Spurs on uh, on Sunday. Uh, well, where where does one start with this wonderful, wonderful fixture? Well, both teams are in great form. Obviously, I mean Spurs, I think have been you know very good this season on the whole. They passed their big tests uh, against United and City with flying colours. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand. We've done really, really well recently, obviously, but we did lose at home to Liverpool early in the season and we did draw at United, although at the time uh, I think that's kind of what we needed. We needed to keep clean sheets. Uh, of course, we've already played each other because, of course, I remember being on your show a little while ago for the Caribou Cup. Uh, and, of course, you knocked us out, albeit on penalties in a game that I thought, to be fair, we shaded. But there you go. Um I think, you know, given where both teams are right now, this is such a massive match on Sunday, you know, even over and above how big this this fixture always is, as I don't need to tell you, uh, and and it's a really special match, you know, for Chelsea and and Spurs fans. I mean, my last league match actually at the Bridge uh, was the two one against Spurs back in February, uh, which was a great memory to take into lockdown because, uh, you know, we locked down fairly soon after after that, as you remember. Um, well, I, I say remember it. I mean, I do. Uh, remember getting absolutely shit-faced in the pubs uh, for far too long afterwards so uh, remembering it is perhaps not quite the right word but it was a great day as 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 they always are if you win you know um what I would say is that Chelsea are already a very very different side uh from the one that played you in the Caribou Cup match uh in that match there was no Thiago Silva no Reese James no Kante no Kai Havertz no Ziyech no Tammy Abraham and I think even even more crucially, it was before Frank switched to four three three with Kante back to his best in the deeper role and uh, Mount in his best position as a number eight. And Havertz, uh, I think we get the best out of him in, in, in the second number eight, if you see what I mean. Um, so I think the bottom line is right now we've got a much better idea about what Chelsea's best first eleven is and the formation in which they should play. So... On Sunday, I hope uh, that he'll stick with uh, Mendy in gold, James, Silva, Zuma, Chilwell, Kante, Mount, Havertz, Werner, Abraham and Ziyech, because that, for me, is our best eleven. Uh, and, of course, uh, our bench will also be pretty strong, I think. I mean, we're going to have the likes of Hudson-Odoi, Oli Giroud, and maybe even uh, Christian Pulisic to come in uh, uh, as a sub maybe later on in the game. So, you know, there's a lot of options for us, which is a really good position for us to be in. Um, interesting, like, you know, last season, Frank went with three at the back, didn't he, to deal with Spurs, uh, particularly at the home match, I think, because Alonso was playing. But interestingly enough, now he's got the team and the formation right. I'm wondering whether Spurs will need to worry more about what we will do to you than the other way around. And in a sense, I think Lampard picked that side and formation last year to to do a job on you and I, I I don't see that happening I think he's going to set us up to play the way he wants to play and look at you lot to deal with us It'd be interesting to see if that happens the other interesting thing of course I don't think I think Lampard has actually never lost a match as a manager against Jose whether it you know he was uh, the coach at Derby of course when he knocked them out of the Caribou Cup uh, when he knocked, sorry, he knocked Jose as manager of United out in the Caribou Cup. So, and of course, he did the double over Jose last season against you lot. So I'm hoping that that will bode well. But whatever way you look at it, mate, I mean, these are two top, top, top teams on great form. Uh, and the, uh, you know, top spot in the Premier League will be up for grabs. Uh, and as ever, it'll be a match that neither of us dare lose. Uh, so uh, 
I can't wait. I really, really can't. Um, but I do reckon it'll be tight. And I think it'll be cagey. And I think there'll probably only be the odd goal in it. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, alternatively, Chelsea might really, really click. And, you know, we you never know. It might give you a bit of a tonking. It's not like it hasn't happened before. But I will err uh, on the side of caution. And uh, I'm going to go for another 2-1 win like we got back in February. I mean, one thing is for absolute sure. And I think this is really important. Uh, as a Chelsea supporter, there's absolutely no better man than Frank Lampard to, you know, as manager, to understand exactly what it means to the supporters uh, to go out and beat Spurs. And I'm sure he will drum that in to all of the players. And he will have been doing that, you know, from weeks ago, let alone the last few days. Uh, So hopefully the players, as a result, will pull out all the stops and give us the win that we all want. So there you go. Anyway, stay stay, stay safe even, boys, and enjoy the match on Sunday. And no doubt we'll catch up again soon. And we're back. So that's Europe all done and dusted. So on to domestic matters. Thank you for the little preview there of the Chelsea game. Chaps, I shall come to you. Uh, and Sunday, it's coming. It's the bridge. Oh, man, I hate going there. I hate going there. But different dynamics. No fans in stadiums just yet. So I'll grab uh, grab your thoughts and your predictions. Jamie, I'll start with you. Uh, I know we touched on it in the last game. So what do you think? What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, I have to say I'm really confident for this one. Um, I think I did mention in the last show, you look at kind of the tactical analysis we've got at Spurs now. We seem to be setting up against sides in different ways. Um, against Manchester City, we've got the tactics spot on. And you feel as though you, you're very confident we can go to Chelsea and we'll set up in a way that will kind of win us the game or will attempt to win the game. And um, yeah, obviously we, you know, we're on fantastic form at the moment. Um, I do think that no fans in the stadium will have a big impact. I mean, I remember watching the game. Uh, I was at the stadiums at Stamford Bridge last season and it was, you know, it is a really tough place to go for Spurs because Chelsea fans, for them, this is their biggest derby. They're desperate to win this one. Um, so I think that, I think for Spurs, no fans is definitely going to be a, a bit of a factor. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you've got to say you're confident, you know, see the way that we're playing, the way that we're, we're adapting to different teams. So I'm definitely confident for, for this game of the weekend. Great stuff. And I'll come to you next, because this was something that we discussed last time. And do you play the same way against Chelsea that we did against Man City? Or do, do we go a little bit more expansive and a little prediction from you score wise as well? I, I, yeah, I think I think he's going to set up to beat them. I think he wants, to, you know, it's a personal thing for him. He, want, he obviously want, wants to get one over on them. Um, he wants to win for us as well. So uh, it's it's two it's two different situations. I think he will set up to frustrate them, and and I think we'll we'll get them on the break because of our pace and, and our and our front line. And I think we'll. Oh, I, I just hate that place, man. I fucking hate it, and um, I think we're gonna do them, but it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be a breeze. Let's put it that way. I think we'll beat them two one. Good stuff. Please, Good Please. stuff. Lee, for you, how do you see it going on Sunday? Um, yeah, uh, it's a tough game. It's a really tough game. I take a draw right now. Um, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, out of these massive fixtures. We need to take 12 points out of um, out of these fixtures. It'd give us two points per game. 
um, out of the next six fixtures. And that was obviously City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Palace away and, and uh, Leicester. So, you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a draw um, right now and I'll be happy with that. I, I think a, a draw won't keep us top of the league um, because of uh, L- Liverpool play Brighton. Um, at the weekend, but it's all about accumulating them points and ca- carrying on with that consistency. Um, and, and I think that it's because it's a six-pointer crackers that I will take a point, if that makes sense. Um, yes, you know, yeah. don't get beat. And, and I think and I think that's maybe why Jose might go down this whole mid-block, low block, you know, what type of block do you want to block with Jose? Um, <laughs> just actually been having a look at their stats um, in the, the way that Chelsea actually line up. And I know that they've had uh, Pulisic uh, injured uh, for the last uh, few games, but by all accounts, he's back. The last time they struggled at the bridge was uh, when they played Southampton, which was back in kind of mid-October, um, and, it, and it finished 3-3. Um, and they started with a 4-2-3-1. Um, and then they reverted when there were away games, like to the likes of Manchester United and to, to the likes of uh, bigger teams. They play three at the back. And that's my biggest worry. I, I generally think that Tottenham struggle against three at the back. Um, you know, they, they went away to Burnley like we did and we were praising the fact that we won 1-0 hard-fought victory at Burnley. They went up there and turned them over 3-0. You know, um, Zayek looks a player. Uh, Timo <laughs> Werner sl- slotted in perfectly. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Tammy Abraham that's scoring goals still. Mason Mount, I rate, I think is a good player. So they've got some really good players. They've scored more goals than anyone else in the Premier League. Only one more than us, but they have. They've got they've they've uh, let in only one more goal than us as well. So they've got a, t- a tight defence. When you look at all of that, it's going to come down to it's going to come down to tactics. I think it helps us, like you said, crackers. That there's yeah. there's no one in the stadium. I do think that helps helps us. I think we've got confidence. We've already been there this year and we've done them. Um, you know, obviously we drew one one and we, and we went through on penalties, uh, but we n- nonetheless we've we've got a result against them. Um, so that that w- that will help our, uh, our mentality. And look, and we are top of the league. We're flying, but so are they. Mm-hmm. So I can see it being a, a tight affair, if I'm honest. And I, and I think that. Obviously, I'd love a one-nil, but I think it will be one-one. yes, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I make you right. I think it's going to come down to a moment. It will be a moment. I can't tell you which way it's going to be, but it's going to be a moment. Let's see if ye gods are with us, and uh, if they are, then yes, everything crossed. Everything crossed. So that's that's that done. So, chaps, we are left with just a small matter now of one of Cracker's quiz. And I'm Ricky. Uh, uh, hope you're well. Hope you're all good wherever you are at the moment. <laughs> dealing dealing with small family matters, and uh, as as you know, that Ricky's uh, away at the moment, dealing with the imminent birth of his first child. So we're sending loads of love to him. Ricky, I'm sorry to do a swear on your show, uh, but we, this is this, and everybody knows it. This is the shit quiz, isn't it? And and back me it up. Is, mate. This, this. It is, mate. It's, 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 it's the shittest quiz ever. <laughs> and we have loads and loads of people. That, nobody ever loved the show, did they? And they just wanted the no. quiz at the end. I think everybody just fast forwarded an hour and just went, I just listened to the quiz. I don't listen to you talking to David Ginalar or, or the yeah. like. Yeah, or Mickey just, yeah, or Mickey Hazard or, or Barry Davies we had on. So, yeah, yeah. Just, just a quiz. So, um, please join me, chaps, 
in playing. Uh, well, let me give you a little build up first. So, as you know, I moved to Spain, uh, to the Canary Islands, to Lanzarote about a year ago, trying to pick the language up. And one of the things I noticed was the name of mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms. You know what they call them in Spain? Go on, Ant. Do you know? Anybody no, know? Lee? Jamie? Any idea? Champignon. Oh, there you go. There's a man. There's a world-traveled man. Champignon. Same as the French. They call it the champignon. Oh, what does that, that sound like? Maybe the champignon, champignon League? Yeah, yeah, okay. Stick it. Yeah, you'll be... <laughs> I can feel the intrepidation already. Okay, so tonight's quiz. Would you all please join me in playing Crackers? Champions League. Right. So I'm going to give you now seven. There's seven of these. They're either going to be a name of a band or the name of a fungus, a mushroom. Okay. So you tell me which one's the band uh, in honor of you and coming from a band, but now fine actor, of course. Um, Thank you. So, uh, you're welcome. Ten pounds in the post, please. Um, That's all right. <laughs> no, he's, he's very, uh, and I've come to see you a few times in plays you on are? stage. And, you are, uh, yeah, yeah. You surprised me actually. You're a very good actor, I must Thank say. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <Fine> <laughs> <praising> this. <laughs> all right, settle down now. Are you ready for these? Okay, let's do okay. it. Do we do shout them out, Rich, or what will well, we do? You mate? can have a little debate amongst yourselves, but one of these is a band, and one of them is a mushroom. Or a fungus. Are you ready? Okay. So number one is drumstick truffle. Drumstick truffle. Alabama thunder pussy. Mate, so that is an drumstick epic truffle band. club. Drumstick Drum truffle club or <clears throat> Alabama thunder pussy. Which one's the mushroom? Which one's a band? Alabama thunder pussy. That's got to be like some. Badass rock band or something. Yeah, that's what I think you as think, well. Do you think? Well, yeah, you I'm think? with you, Lee. I want to go the other way around. No way, Jay. What are you going for? Jay, we do. Oh, I'm on. sorry. I don't know. I just feel I, I can feel there might be a trick here. I just feel okay. Well, was definitely... well that's nil points to Jamie, one point to Anthony, and one point to Lee. Yeah. The right way around. Drumstick truffle <laughs> cup. Get in there. Get in there. Thunder Pussy, uh, a rock band from Richmond, Virginia. Nice, oh, love it. And we've got any listeners okay. over in Richmond and Virginia, you know a bit of Thunder Pussy when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes number two. Are you ready for this? Splodgenous Abounds, okay. Weeping Tooth Crust. Splodgenous Abounds, Weeping Tooth Crust. Which wow, one's they the could, mushroom? They could both Which be one's fungus, the band? couldn't they? I reckon the, the fungus definitely the second one. Definitely the second one. Do you reckon, Jay? Oh, I'm going to go with Jay. Neck on the line. Well, I'm going with Jay this time, yeah. I'm going with Jay then. Not a good idea. That's a good idea. Well done. You've all got a point. Yeah. <laughs> well in, Jay. Well in, Jay. Of course, a British punk band. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, yes. Of course. And Weeping Tooth Crust is the mushroom. But what a great band name that would be, wouldn't it? Weeping Tooth Crust. Where are you off to tonight? I'm going to see the Weeping Tooth Crust, mate. Yeah, saw him in Reading in night at the Reading Festival, 1988. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were on it, just mate. 
They were on just before the butthole surfers. They were fantastic. Headlining later on was Thunder Pussy. <laughs> All right. Number three. Number three is Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder or Carnival Candy Slime. Which one's which? Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Here we go. German, the, the, it? I reckon the funk yeah. is definitely the first one because you definitely tried to throw us off with the word carnival. There we go. That's the smart project. I'm going the other way around as well. I'm going, Sorry, Nerf Herder is a German band. Well, you know, my knowledge on the first one was very good. I know the second one, so, you know. <laughs> well, let me Nerf Herder sounds like a German punk like band. It's a German band, mate, isn't it? I've, I've yeah. seen him. I've seen him in Hamburg, mate. <laughs> Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Oh, a Colum uh, Californian punk band who's done the theme <laughs> tune to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No way, that is no way. And Carnival mate. Candy Slime is a mushroom. Can no way, wow. that sounds like That sounds like a naughty mushroom, to be fair. It's just weird, isn't it? Can I go, go to the same thing to get a Carnival Candy Slush? What was it? Candy Scrush, what? Candy Slime, a Carnival Candy, candy Slime. slime. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? What's no. the score, Jamie? Sorry, mate. Well, sorry. What's Was the that score, not right? So, wait, the, no. I'm confused there. No, you're wrong, mate. Did I get that one What's right? No, you, no wrong. you got that one wrong, Jamie. You really leave it against you, Jamie. Sorry. No, I mean, 3-1, ah. son. 3-1. 3-1 at the moment. And, and Lee, 100% free for free. I'm going to need an Amsterdam miracle here. I think. <laughs> here we go. Ooh, nice. Here comes nice your Lucas Mora moment, Jamie, okay? When I say to you, number four is fingered candy snuff. Oh, sorry. Let me let me start again. Fingered <laughs> candle snuff, fingered candle snuff, or King Cobb Steely. Fingered King candle Cobb. snuff versus King Cobb. You don't walk around the woods, do you, and see fungus? It is Kindle candy snuff, do you? You don't. You just don't. You, you don't. You don't. You can't, I don't see that. That's got to be. Oh, just... What do you think? I think that's the band. What the, 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 candle, the candy snuff. Yes, yeah, fingered candle yeah. snuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's a band there, correct? I'm gonna, okay. go, I'm, gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go for the opposite one. If I wanna... <laughs> oh, he's going opposite now because he's got to try oh, and catch we go. us up. I've gone for Well done, Jamie. You're having your Lucas moment because oh, you are he's right. Got one in the back of the net. <laughs> Here we go. The low block, mate. The low block. Low blocks work. Fingered candle <laughs> snuff is indeed a mushroom, and King Cobb Steely. My notes tell me is an indie My band notes from tell me. Ontario. Well done, well done. Nice, You've got one back. Stupid poxy names for bands, <laughs> isn't it? Number five, we're nearly there. Okay, number five. You've got cool. cat butt, cat butt <laughs> versus hairy nuts disco. <laughs> cat butt versus hairy nuts disco, which. I I mean, if you if you're a mushroom, right, you, and you look, you might look like a cat's butt or something. So that's why you might get that name. But you don't. Do you know what I mean like? You, I, what was the other one? Hairy nut disco. What? You don't. You that ain't a mushroom, is it? That ain't a fungus. A hairy nut. No, disco. that's got. To be, yeah, it's yeah. Hairy nuts has got, got to be a band. Okay. It's got to be a Jamie? boy band that never shaved their pubic hair or something. You know, what I mean? <laughs> just like, mate, they just have. <laughs> That's what I reckon it is. They've just gone out there and gone, do you know what, boys? Let's get involved. Hairy nuts. 
So Ant and Lee have gone with Hairy Nuts Disco for the band and Cat Butt for the Mushroom. Are you agreeing or are you Come looking on, for an equaliser? Oh, I'm going to have to agree on that one. I kind of, when I, my first instinct was to go for that first one as the, the mushroom, so I have to go. Oh, no, Jamie, no, it isn't. Cat Butt is the band and Hairy Nuts Disco is what? the mushroom. No way. I want to see this mushroom, man. It's, it's proper. Where a Hairy Nuts butt? Hairy Nuts Disco. What is going on? Google it. You go to Google after. I'll put it up on the socials no, as well. I'll Hairy Nuts you, Disco is a mushroom. And Cat Butt is a Seattle grunge band. Beautiful. <laughs> Back in the Beautiful. day. Oh, what a shame. Wow. wow. I don't know where we are with the scoring with this nonsense. 3 2 still. 3 2. Two. Five down. Then two that, moment play, was, three, two. that moment was Yamba Tong and hitting the crossbar. I've missed <laughs> a big opportunity, but. You all think, all it's, right. but we'll see. Are you ready for number six? Yeah, go on. Airy parachute, airy parachute, or puddle of mud. Airy parachute versus puddle of mud. Well, and are you uh, are you well, familiar with the airy parachute? And no. <laughs> well, considering well, the last mushroom that? was a hairy the one, it might be this one as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. Do you know what? Yeah, because a, a mushroom, a mushroom does look like a parachute. Mm. Okay. Am I right? No. Yeah. Some of them do. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going hairy parachutes of mushroom. That's me. Okay. Say what you saying. What was the second one? Puddle of mud. Ooh, mushrooms grow in puddles, ain't? Yeah, I'm going with that one. I'm going. I'm going. That's the first time I disagree with Ant. Actually, I'm going with puddle of mud. Oh, loads. Jamie, I'm gonna have to go with Anthony on this one. I think. Oh I'm... my god, this is this is defining. This is Here like this is massive. This is 96 minutes in Ajax, isn't it? Come on. Yeah. Okay, I build a bit of tension. Puddle of Mud is is a new metal band from Kansas. No way! You cannot uh, believe this man. What are you doing go. to me, Kansas City? And, <laughs> and a hairy parachute is a mushroom. Well done, and deciphered that well. The mushroom detective. Yeah, well, Jay done it as well. So Jay, it was up with me now. Ants in the lead. It's uh, it's a four-three-three tech classic. Oh, four, Could three, be a Jose three, formation at the weekend. So on to question seven. Question seven, four-three-three at the moment. Four to Mister Costa, three for Mister McQueen, and three for Mister Brown. It's got very tight, very very tight. Number seven, you have Moji Ganga, Moji Ganga. Or cramp balls, Moji Ganga, or cramp balls. Which one's the band? Which one's the mushroom? Lee, you ever, you ever be... enjoyed cramp balls? You familiar with cramp balls? Moji Moji Ganga sounds a little bit like Tanganga, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? So I'm 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 hoping he's on my side. I praised him earlier. I love to love to see him play, and I need this to to draw with Ant. I need Ant to get it wrong so he can play safe. He can play low block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Moji Ganga being the mushroom. Okay. He's gone mushroom for Moji Ganga. Jamie, for you, um, Moji Ganga, Crambles. Nah, I'm actually going to go the other way around. I'm going for Crambles as the mushroom. No way. So, yeah, this is big. Crambles the mushroom. There we go. Bloody hell, Jay. Uh, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm going to have to go, I'm gonna have to go with Lee. This is difficult. Going with Lee. Game with Lee. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, Moji Ganga. 
is a Colombian punk band. No way. This is ridiculous. Is the there we go. Get in there, Jane. Get there in there. There we go. Lorente off the keeper, and I've got the... He's done it. Oh, he's done it. He's, draw, he's drawn a level. He's we haven't there. even had to go oh, to VAR. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. I've not, I've not even got a tiebreaker for you. Oh. <laughs> well, well done, boys. Well, look, I'll tell well you done, what. Boys, that was good. One, for, one thing is that? that I lost. So that, that was the end of that. You know what I mean? I'm on a VAR decision yeah. on that. It's a joke. <laughs> well, it's that was quite a lot of memories, Rich. That <laughs> was the Champions League. Don't ever, don't ever say I'm not a fun guy to be around. Okay? Oh, classic, mate. Classic. He's oh. oh. here all week. Now you know why it's this shit quiz. Anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Thanks, fantastic Rich. stuff to Jamie, to Lee, to you, and thank you very much. Thank you for some great opinions. Thank you to all of you for downloading and listening. Thank you for your questions. Uh, brilliant stuff. We'll be back again at the weekend with the Chelsea review. Liz hoping, is hoping it's going to be another upbeat, uplifting show. Good stuff. Well done. Thank you very much. Keep safe. Keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Oh, Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.